Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome back to Impact Outdoors Podcast, and you know, welcome back to this week's show. We've got a you know a great show, and you know every once in a while you meet some people that you didn't expect to, um, kind of through a roundabout way. And last, I guess it was maybe November, December, I reached out to a family I'd been following on Instagram, and uh, kind of befriended them over the last few months, and and got to have them down to do some fishing with this 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 spring right before all this corona madness started and and uh this group's called kids outdoors and let me tell you this family is one of a kind raising their kids right and doing things that um, are helping other people find their way into the outdoors with their family you know and, and really teaching everybody you know how important it is to to get your kids involved and show them you know your passion for the outdoors and even if you're not interested you know showing you ways that you can simply get involved in hunting and fishing and camping and just everything you can think of out and outside and um, we had a great time with it with them and on the show here we're going to have joel ribby um the dad of the family and and uh it's just a great conversation can't wait for you guys to hear it meet joel and i think we're gonna have slade on as well one of his sons and uh hope you enjoy this this is a good one so stay tuned and uh appreciate you checking in with us again this week so here we go all right well welcome back to the impact outdoors podcast and uh it's kind of a unique setting. We're sitting out here tonight in my backyard 
with my good buddy Joel Ribby from Kids Outdoors. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Man, so we met via Instagram, I guess, kind of last year and, and uh, kind of talked about trying to get together and do a podcast about what you guys got going on. Um, we tried making that happen here at Christmas, but it just didn't schedule-wise work out, I guess, but... But um, y'all were actually coming down to Texas this yep. year, and yep. so we got to get together and take all the kids fishing, and we did that on Friday and had an epic trip. Um, you'll be seeing a bunch of that on um, upcoming video from you guys, but uh, um, tell us a little bit about what Kids Outdoors is, and then um, kind of how y'all got started with it. Um, so Kids Outdoors is a company, I guess it's growing uh, currently, Um but our goal is to see uh, families together in the outdoors, uh, just enjoying nature together. Uh, because what what we've experienced just, I don't know, growing up and whatnot, uh, my family versus her family. Her dad was around a lot. Mine wasn't around so much. And just the difference in how the kids turned out and everything uh, kind of had i guess that's what set the table for how we decided to parent our kids we wanted to be really hands-on really focused Mm -hmm. and then i'm passionate about hunting and fishing and so we just started to raise our kids that way and then we found that when we went to different places public places whatever people kept saying man your kids are really well behaved your kids are different than other kids they're more mature they're all these different things and I kind of looked at it, Esther and I kind of looked at it and was, man, that's, that's so interesting. Like, people we didn't know, random people. Even when we were in Florida, we had three different couples come up to us at three different times and be like, man, your kids are different. And yeah. it isn't that we, like I, like I was telling you uh, earlier, we, it's not that we, like, crazy discipline our kids or anything. And the, fact, the truth is we really don't. Uh, but it started to dawn on me that it was the way we were raising our kids uh, in the outdoors with us being a hands-on family where I was learning hunting right alongside my kids. Mm-hmm. I was learning fishing right alongside my kids and we were succeeding and failing and all these things together as a family. And they got to see dad fail and they got to see dad succeed and my passion for the outdoors. And I didn't, you know, like, um, I've gone fishing or been invited to go fishing with guys and they'll be like, Hey, you need a break from the family. You want to come fishing? And I'm like, no, man, I, I definitely don't need a break from my family. And I think a lot of times we get our sacred things like hunting or fishing and or whatever. And that's almost like our me time. Yep. But, but I think as dads, especially moms, too, that we really need to pull our kids into what we're passionate about, because mm-hmm. that's when they're going to get to know our hearts. That's when they're going to see us. Right. That's that's our element. Yep. And that's. And just by pulling my kids into what I love to do, fishing and hunting and experiencing it together with them, uh, is the reason they are the way that they are. And so we wanted to build a company that helped teach families how to get back outdoors, how to get back into that thing. And to take uh, moms and dads who have no idea, because it's becoming a lost art, the culture is dying. I mean, you talk to anyone in the industry, hunting, fishing, all those things, the numbers are dropping. And it's it's the truth is that our culture, our way of life, is it's under attack for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the media, the anti-gun thing, all that stuff is blown out of proportion on purpose. But they're really attacking families and that core, the way that we raise them. And we raise them outdoors. That's mm-hmm. And that's what it is. And it's really the adventures my family goes on in hunting and fishing, whatever, uh, has more to do with the reason my kids are the way they are and we are the family that we are 
than my disciplinary style or anything like that. It's because they get to see real me in my element and I get to see them and we experience it, these adventures together and it's bonded us in such a way where they know me and I know them and they just trust me. Yeah. They, they just take me at my word, you know? Yeah. So, so it's you and your wife, Esther leading this. Yep. And, um, so y'all do, so on these trips that you're doing, y'all are doing, um, videos mm-hmm. for, for YouTube and, and yep. social media and stuff. And, and, uh, that's the coolest thing I think I noticed right off the bat was, you know, you get to see a lot of this from the kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty cool. You don't see that hardly anywhere. No. And actually, that that came from, we were, Esther and I, well, me more than Esther. She she uh, <laughs> just watches them with me. But I love watching, especially archery shows. I love watching right. and learning anything I can about archery. And I noticed that uh, when these pros, you know, whether it's Dury Outdoors or any of these uh, other pro hunters take their kids out there, even the bow hunter die guys, a lot of them, uh, they take their kids out. And my kids want to watch those episodes. But then as soon as the kids are done hunting, my kids are back. They're out the door They because they don't want to watch adults hunt. Right. They want to see kids do it. And that's actually where the idea for doing the videos actually popped in. As I looked at Esther one day, and I'm like, we could do it. Yeah. We could start something that taught kids that it was cool to unplug from video games and go outside and whack deer or catch fish or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you said, from their perspective, so we strapped yeah. GoPros on them and... Oh, I know. Yeah, well, I got to experience this firsthand yep. Friday when we were out. Um, and that's really cool. And that's something that, that, like I said, you don't see on online. You know, I hadn't, I don't think I've ever seen something from a real true kid's perspective. You know, and they, and they do a lot of the commentary on mm-hmm. the shows, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And every one of your kids has such a unique personality and identity. You know, I mean, and being finally and seeing you guys in person and hanging out with y'all for a few days and uh, man, I mean, it's just infectious mm-hmm. being around your kids and man, they are awesome. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait. We're gonna have I think Slade on here in a few minutes, but um, um, we had a lot of fun and and you've taught them right because let me tell you, these kids can fish, they can cast. I mean, I made that comment the other day. They can cast better than most of the adults that I take out on my boat most of the time so that, that's 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 pretty cool pretty special because your mm-hmm. youngest is six mm-hmm. and the oldest is 12 12 yeah so there's you know a good age range there and um have any of them i mean i know tristan your oldest i mean you said he was wanting to be a biologist i guess for sure yeah and i can yep. tell just just a couple of days i've been around him yep and he's gonna he's gonna do it for sure He's been, we've been hanging out here at our house all day today, and I think he's found every animal, lizard, skink. I don't think he found a snake yet, but everything he could. Yep. <laughs> so, what about the other kids? I mean, like like Mia, what does she, does she have any idea? Yeah, you know, uh, so we went to that, uh, we went, we do an annual, annual trip to a indoor water park because minnesota is a frozen tundra during Mm -hmm. the winter so we usually go for like three or four days to an indoor water park and while we were there we were flipping through the channels and mia landed on a channel that had it was about trappers in canada and alaska Mm -hmm. and one of them was a female trapper and mia could not stop watching this show and this lady go out there and realizing that like this lady was making her living out there trapping predators she knew and what blew me away was like she knew what she was talking about. She was a professional, but it was a woman who was yeah. really good at 
what she was doing. She knew her trade. She knew how to set them, and she saw her succeed over and over. And I had never trapped it in my life. I don't. I don't. My family's not an outdoor family. Uh, so we came home from that trip, and she looked at me with those big brown eyes, and she goes, "Dad, can I trap?" And that's all I need. You know, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, we can trap." So. We ordered a bunch of rabbit snares. Well, first we checked the laws and figured out what's legal in mm-hmm. our state. And then we ordered a bunch of rabbit snares online because I was like, well, rabbits are pretty easy to catch. Let's start there. And our first year, she caught like maybe two the whole season. Uh, but this last season, uh, she slayed them. I mean, yeah. she. Looking for the pictures, she's, she's done good. Yep. And every it's all, every part of it, though. I mean, it's not just the catching of the animal. It's. The tracking, it's the strategy, it's adjusting, it's knowing her. It's like, it's, that's the thing what I try to tell, explain hunting to people who are anti-hunters or don't hunt. They can't possibly understand the connection that we have as hunters, as trappers, as whatever to, to nature. Instead of like just watching Discovery Channel and just observing nature, we're put on this planet, I truly believe, to participate. And... My daughter knows more about the adrenaline and the rush and what a predator and a prey and all that feels than any person out there who just watches it on TV and thinks they know what they're talking about. She's lived it. She's breathed it. She has to think like they do in order mm-hmm. to succeed the way she does. And that's what it is. It's not – we don't – I mean, most days we go out there, we catch nothing. But that's not what it's about. Right. She's going to look at the track. She's going to see how close she was. She's going to change things, adjust things, because she's trying to – Think like a wolf, you know, think like a, like a, like an animal and figure out how to win. And then when she does win, I mean, she earned it mm-hmm. and it's, and it's that accomplishment. So, yeah, that's got to make you proud. Yeah, it does. So, oh. and I've seen, um, um, some of the stuff that she's been doing, like she did a, uh, on the trapping stuff, she did like a little how to guide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, that was pretty cool. So. Uh oh, we got Slade coming out here. What's up, buddy? <laughs> um, so she did the how-to guide, mm-hmm. and that was on the rabbit rabbit yep, stuff how specifically. To snare rabbits, yeah, yep. yeah, that was pretty cool. And you can check that out on the Instagram page. Um, on our website too, kids. Okay, yeah, it's on the website too. And uh, so here, Slade, you can go ahead and put these on so you can hear us. Try it. We've got the talker of the group, and he's a little apprehensive about putting the headsets on. But can you hear us now? Say Does hi. Sound weird. Hi. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> How are you? You having a good trip to Texas? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part of this trip been so far? Fishing. <laughs> yeah, fishing. <laughs> you are a fishing fool, sir. And we caught some big fish the other day, didn't we? Yeah. You caught the first one. We were, well, we can talk about that right now. So we we went out fishing Friday, super foggy. We was planning on going out to the Galveston jetties, and uh, bought some blue crabs. Right, we were using. Mm-hmm. So we went to try to catch some uh, big black drum on those blue crabs, where it wasn't as bad fog wise. And how many do you think we end up catching? Fifteen, sixteen. 50. I think it was 16. 16, yeah. The biggest one was almost 50 pounds, I think. That oh, was 15. the last one. Yeah. So, and you caught three. Let me tell you, you put the smack down on those big fish. They were as big as you were. So. We caught 16. 16? Yeah. I'll leave it to the kid to know. So, 
that's a lot. That was one of the best days I've had in a long time fishing for black drum like that. So, what's your uh, what's your favorite type of fishing back home? Pike fishing. Pike fishing, the northern pike. Yeah. How come that's your favorite? Cause they bite and fight so hard. Yeah, I love catching pike. I haven't caught one in a long time, but I've caught, I've caught some, and uh, they like biting right at the boat, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of the videos that y'all done when y'all were out kayaking, which is pretty cool because you got the, the, I guess it's a canoe or a kayak, the one you're in. You I, got the I usually go in a canoe. Yeah, yep. and then got the, the kids tethered to you in the kayak yep. so you can tow them around. And they were getting, you were getting pulled all over because the kids kept catching these giant pike up there. So what yep. kind of lures do you use for the pike? Spoons and joke baits and. Spinner baits work pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You like catching bass? Yeah, especially the big nine pounder one. <laughs> oh yeah, tell us about that. Well, that. Was that in Minnesota? Yep. Yeah. A nine pound bass. It was in the lake that um well, Stoffel Lake that Uh oh, we we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> No, because you're giving away our secrets. He's kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Oh. <laughs> and we usually catch bass there. Yeah. But. What'd you catch it on? Um. Well, we started biking there, mm-hmm. but we got there. Then we fished on shore. And then we switched to a blow-up kayak that was pretty big. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out so good. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but we went all over the lake mm, twice or once. And then we came to a spot, cast out, and hooked a monster, big night pounder. Oh, my goodness. Man, what's the record up there? Yeah, it might have been the state record. It might have been the state record. And what did we do with it? We let it go. You let it go? <laughs> That'll teach you. You'll know what the state record is from now on, won't you? Have you been back to that lake to try to catch him again? Mm, well, we've been there a lot, hoping that we might get him to bite again. Yeah. But. What'd you catch instead? A monster pike. Monster pike. So, let me ask you this. Did you name the bass? Did you give him a name? Nope. Nope. The bass that will live in infamy. From Minnesota, the nine pounder, which is a monster from up there, because I'd always been heard, you know, if you catch a five pound bass up in the northern states where it's iced over most of the year, that is a true trophy. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I got a nine pounder. That's <laughs> he, double that almost. Yeah, he caught a almost five pounder too this year. So wow, I was probably thirteen or fourteen before I ever caught a fish over four pounds bass wise. So you've got me beat by a long way. How old are you? Nine. Nine. Yeah. I didn't do near what you've done at nine years old until I was almost an adult. So that's awesome. So where um, do you have any places that you want to go try to fish? Well, we've been to a whole bunch of lakes that are really good fishing, mm-hmm. too, that are bad. Y'all went to Florida last year, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Texas this year. Huh? Maybe you'll go to Alaska sometime. 
Catch some big lake trout. That would be cool. So, um, do you get to do any hunting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this year is my first year deer hunting. Yeah? This past this past fall? No, nope, oh, this this coming one. one's gonna be your first one? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I bet you're excited. So y'all have got big deer up there. We've got little deer down here in Texas where I hunt in the hill country. They're not very big. Maybe a hundred pounds. Your deer up there or what? How big are the does up there? Pretty big. Hundred and fifty. Yeah. Easy. Bucks if you get up, in good one. Two two to three hundred pounds probably. Well, So are you gonna hunt with a um a rifle or a crossbow or uh probably a, a bow or a crossbow. Yeah. Have you got to shoot it yet? The crossbow? Yeah. Uh not this year we haven't practiced with yeah. it. Yeah. You're really good with your bow though, aren't you? Yeah. Man, that's awesome. So so do you know what you're wanting to be when you grow up? Nope. Nope, not yet. You just gonna have fun? Hanging out with your mom and dad, going on all these awesome adventures yeah. all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty special. So you guys are are pretty lucky to be able to get get to do all this stuff growing up. So, and I hope you get to stay with it. So, but, um, and then we're going to try to go out fishing. Y'all are headed back tomorrow night, I think, but um, we're going to try to go fishing for a little bit tomorrow too, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. Hopefully we can catch a huge black trout. You want to catch another black drum? Yeah. Yeah, I bet we can make that happen. What about a shark? Yeah, that would be that would be really cool too. Yeah, we may try to go get a shark. We'll see. So, well, that's awesome, man. So, what's it like? um, So y'all are homeschooling the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And that really affords y'all to be able to do all over the place. I mean, y'all can travel pretty much all year, which is cool. Yep. Um, So, I mean. What do you think about that? You like being able to do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. What's your uh what's your favorite thing to study? Do you like science or math or reading? You actually like writing. Yeah. Like writing? Yeah. Writing's a very good thing to know how to do, especially if you can do it well. So well that's cool, man. Well, um, I'm looking for our, forward to our trip tomorrow, Slade, so um, I think we're probably going to catch a bigger fish than you caught the other day. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll do it to it. So, well, um, well, Joel, we'll get back, kind of get back to you and, and uh, you know, as you see, see this taking off, is, is this is what, the second year y'all have been doing this? Mm-hmm. So, where do you think... <laughs> yeah, you can go back inside. Thanks, buddy. Oh, they're watching Frozen 2 inside. Um, so I know we talked about some stuff that you're planning on doing in the future, possibly kind of tying in with this. But um, how big, you know, I guess what's your goal with Kids Outdoors? Like how many families do you want to reach? You know, I mean, do you have a goal in mind when you all started this? I mean, I know it's sometimes stuff like this i mean if you can reach one person one family that makes a huge difference you know mm-hmm. and it does but i mean obviously this thing could could if 
and I, and I know it will really take off and, and catch hold with people could have a tremendous influence on people's lives all across the country yeah that's yeah for sure that's our goal i mean to reach as many as possible i don't i don't know that that's what it was when we first started it was actually uh it was more like hey let's just give kids out there something to watch but um as it's grown and i guess i'm always i I love history uh i definitely love my country and uh definitely love the lord too and the more I look at how much our culture is under attack and uh, not to really focus on the negative, but I mean, you don't have to look very far to see that what's going on mm-hmm. um, and just what's happening with families and, and like multiple members of my family are in the education uh, realm and my mom is one of them. And I hear stories of these kids whose families are just, it's, it's almost like parents don't know how to, don't know what to do with their kids anymore, I guess. Yeah. Stick a phone in their hand. Right, right. Or or we've actually, since we started Kids Outdoors, we've bumped into several people that are like, hey, if we knew how to do what you guys are doing, you know, we'd unplug our kids, but I just don't have the time or I don't have I don't have the means or whatever it is, whatever the ex- excuses or whatever, they're not doing it. Uh, so our goal is to reach as many families as possible with the reality of how simple getting outdoors really can be, that it doesn't have to be complicated, that it... That it could yeah. be as simple as bobber fishing. The kids absolutely love it. It could be, I mean, Tristan gets near water, and he doesn't have to fish at all. He wants to grab every creature that's, just get them out there. Mm-hmm. The kids will do, the kids do the hard part. <laughs> you know, they'll uh, they'll go cast until the cows come home, even if they don't catch any fish. I've taken slade fishing, and he's cast 2,000 casts, never caught a fish, and still had the time of his life. And I think... We feel like we either have to give them instantaneous success because that's what we're competing with. Because, I mean, you put food in the microwave and bada-bing, food. I mean, you you click on the TV, instant entertainment, and it's just instant everything. And, you know, hunting, fishing, trapping, those aren't instantaneous sports. They're not. Yeah, by no means. But the culture is so much healthier than this one of instantaneous gratification because that's not real. Once the once we get kids become adults and everything, we wonder why they can't function in society very well and we're having all these issues. It's because the world's not instantaneous. You don't just go get a job and instantaneous you're at the top of the food chain. You got to work your way you got to work yeah. your way up and everything. Well, by getting your kids back outdoors and helping them to see how nature, how just the world works, how wolves have to run down elk and it's exhausting, you know, and the elk have to try to survive against the wolves and just the way nature is made, just the nature of the world uh, works. It's so much easier for their minds to comprehend than, hey, it takes work. I got a, man, I went fishing. One day I cast a thousand times and didn't catch a fish. The next time we went out to the same lake, I caught 30. Yeah. And for them to not give up and to keep pressing on and keep pushing and, and to know that at the end of those thousand casts or whatever, there's a fish, maybe a nine pounder. And you can't catch them on the couch. And and you can't catch them. I always tell the kids, you know, whining about it isn't going to get them on the, the hook, you know. Uh, or, or you know, we, you know, uh, uh, Mia will be like, man, I really want to get a deer. But then it's like, hey, let's go. Well, it's cold outside. And I'm like, well, you can't, you can't, either you want the deer or it's cold outside. We got to pick one. Which one do you want more? And if you want it bad enough, we can get you one. And we actually had that conversation, and then we went out there, and she actually got one. So yeah. I was like, "Thank you, God, I needed that." Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it nice. When it, nice when it works out that way. <laughs> but uh, but I think the just the sportsman's culture of getting families and kids back outdoors and allowing kids to see how the world really works. 
because so much of hunting i mean how much how much of us have just sit in the, sat in the tree stand and we get to observe the deer and how they live and move and just how cautious they are and everything we are learning actually about life about what it is to live in this world and that there are there are predators in this world even as human beings that are just in our culture and society and you learn by observing nature i mean even the bible says hey go to the ant sluggard you'll learn something from the ant it's it's he's put the lessons in the world all around us and when you get your kids out there fishing hunting trapping hiking camping whatever it is they're going to come away with a better knowledge of how world the world really works than they're ever going to get from TV or a video game or even going to school for that matter mm-hmm. because there is no better school than than being out there and actually experiencing it and letting them put their hands on it and and know it and not to ramble on but so I told you I'm going to school I'm uh, getting my fish and wildlife degree and so many of my classes are about, you know, how disconnected people are with, you know, the global warming and all these different issues. And they're terrified of, you know, this animal going extinct and this animal going extinct. I'm telling you right now, there's no one who puts more into the outdoors and preserving it and keeping it and cherishing it than sportsmen, hands down. And yep, it's because 100%. that's our life. That's our passion. That's our heart. We go out there and we eat, drink, sleep that stuff. We are more in tune with our land and what's going on with uh, our property that we have uh, than, than most of the people who think they know what's going on in the global warming spectrum. I know the heartbeat of our land. Yeah. I know where the animals travel. I know who's there. I mean, criminy. We have our trail cameras. We name them for Pete's sake. Yeah. We feed them. We, and I think if we could get back to that culture, I think we could turn the tide on the narrative that hunters and trappers and fishermen and, and sportsmen in general are are bad for the, we're the best thing for the environment there is. Mm-hmm. And I think the easiest way be- to start changing that narrative is to grab the kids. That's when they're, that's when the other side's getting them in the public school system and whatever else and indoctrinating them. If we can show a true story through kids outdoors of what it's really like to hunt fish trap and whatever, and change their hearts and minds as kids, we won't have to capture them and try to change those minds when they're adults. Yep. And I think that's a huge, I mean, you know, you look at the the state of the industry and everything is geared towards people who are already in the sport. Mm-hmm. How are you going to grow the sport if all you're doing is preaching to the same choir right. every Saturday, Sunday morning right. on whatever channel you're watching? Yep. You know, we're using this product, we're using that. Mm-hmm. The kids are the answer. They yep. are our future. Yep. You know, I mean, we both see it the same way in... Um, that's why I think what y'all are doing is going to take off and become huge. I mean, it might inspire somebody else to pick up the the flame and and start their own their mm-hmm. own thing. I mean, yeah, and that'd there's, be awesome. There's there's several you know groups down here that I work with that we talked about. My buddy with Fishing's Future, mm-hmm. you know, they're all about getting families fishing together, giving them the tools, and showing them how to do it together as a family. Showing the parents, getting the parents involved because the kids the kids are the key. But you have to get the parents. Yep. And you have to make it affordable enough. Uh, and Exactly. And easy enough. Well, and part of the struggle there is we're competing with with uh, football, baseball, soccer, all these sports where kids can get scholarships and whatever. And if we don't make it affordable for parents to get their kids into hunting, fishing, and whatever, in competition with all those other sports, I mean – there actually are. I mean, some companies that do have college scholarships and whatnot for shooting sports and whatnot. 
but by and large, a parent's mind is going to say, well, if I put that money toward football or whatever, there's a chance college is expensive. Yep. So we have to make it affordable and look at and and look at the long game and go, you know what, if we can get these kids if we can capture their hearts and minds as kids, they'll be buying our products and whatever the industry needs to make a mind shift. If we capture them as kids and make it affordable as kids and maybe maybe make not make as much off the kids' gear as we could as kids, but if you hook them, then mm-hmm. then you've got them for the rest of their life. But we're losing we're losing the culture here. Yep. You know? And I think another important thing just all of us in general as a culture as an industry we have to realize that we're not just raising the next generation of sportsmen but these guys are going to grow up to be dads moms but they're also going to grow up to be voters they're going to grow up to be politicians and by the time the uh bills and all that are getting to the senate and whatnot and we're out there protesting don't take her it's too late by that point yeah it should it should never have gotten there and where we failed is we've lost the kids where the other side is just pouring this anti-stuff through the public school system and whatever else where they they capture them from dawn to dusk and we're missing the window to sow seeds into those kids where they can actually when they become adults and they're voting they can be like wait a minute you know i had this experience my dad took me deer hunting and it's not what you're saying it was mm-hmm. you know or i went to like you're saying deer camp and it was one of the best times of my life you yeah. know how many of us can you know think back to those memories of being kids and fishing with dad I don't know anyone who went fishing with dad who can't remember it Yeah, because they were precious moments, precious times. And it does, it, it's molding the way that they're going to think and vote and whatever in the future. And we need to start strategically targeting the youth as much as we possibly Mm -hmm. can, because they are going to vote. They are going to raise the next generation after that. They are going to be the politicians, the judges who are going to be deciding the future of everything. Not just, they're not just sportsmen. There's so much more than that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Yeah, and and it's just, I mean, everybody knows how it is right now. Life is just so busy. Mm-hmm. Everything's so fast-paced. Moving, I mean, 90 miles an hour. There's so many things going on. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're right in the middle currently of this uh coronavirus pandemic yep take your kids fishing yeah yeah and we're out fishing <laughs> i mean it's the safest place you can be yep and uh but i mean it is basically grinding this country to stand still mm-hmm. and everybody's freaking out mm-hmm. it's like well there's a lot of things you can do to bide your time yep. and not worry about it yep you know and getting outdoors is probably should be on the top of the list it should i be. mean i've even yep. heard it on the news here lately it's like you know, the state parks are still open. A lot of the other natural resource areas are open for the public, you know, where you're not having, not forced to have close contact, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This whole this whole scenario is just kind of crazy to me. But, right. But, um, but, I mean, this is a perfect time. You know, we've talked about this at church, you know, through different things the last couple of weeks. And it's like, what a great time to reconnect with your family. Mm-hmm. And... Try something new, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a lot of things that you could do right now. 
since they're canceling school for Lord knows how long. Right. Um, so a lot of uncertainty. Yep. But um, definitely, you know, make the best of it, and this is a great time to do it. Well, and I think so. if I can just add, I mean, speaking of hunting and fishing and all those things, I have seen as we we I mean we're we're not hiding it from our kids the coronavirus thing and we're talking about it and it's fun to see how my kids have confidence about this even if we had to isolate ourselves and like right now we're living in a pop-up trailer you know while we're down here yeah and my kids are like shoot we've got fishing poles dad I don't care how bad it gets we can I'll, I'll catch us food I'll whatever and think of how many kids or even adults out there I mean the stores are getting bought out right now of a whole bunch of stuff people are panicking mankind has forgotten how to survive yeah anymore but i've got four kids in there right now that if this gets bad you better believe there's gonna be food on the table because mia is gonna have every squirrel and rabbit in the neighborhood rounded up and you know people believe it people will be coming to our house for dinner because my kids know know how to provide and they're confident in it slade's not worried at all slade's convinced that there's plenty of fish in the ocean and he'll catch every last one of them yeah well he almost did the other day right and <laughs> And so I think I think that's something it gives kids too that people don't think about is in that sports and culture it does give them a confidence that if things got bad they they can take care of themselves they can the store the store doesn't become god in a way you know we're mm-hmm. like oh my goodness the doors are shut what are we going to do my kids are like well dad the traps are hanging right there let's go get dinner i mean we actually uh Esther and I hardly ever buy meat ever uh yeah. we've gotten i mean now with all the kids hunting we have Nature gives us what we need, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, it's fun because my, my kids aren't worried about this. They're like, well, if we got a hole up in a cabin, Dad, I'm sure we'll make it. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's that's the one thing that I noticed. I mean, I took my daughter hunting with me the first time two years ago when we went during turkey season, and uh, I know I've talked about this before, but, um, you know, I was hunting. She was just hanging out with me but that's what I wanted I wanted to go spend some time with her outdoors see how she did you know and you know kind of try to teach her some things about turkeys and and how you hunt them and stuff and we were hunting mostly in a pop-up blind mm-hmm. you know just you know she was four at the time so trying to get her to sit still and stuff's kind of hard but so that worked out perfect doing that but um we did do some 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 stalking and stuff like that on some birds but uh um, it took us four days. We finally got one, and I will, to this day, still remember everything that happened after mm-hmm. I pulled that trigger with her. I've never seen her so excited in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she literally jumped through the roof of that tent, so excited, you know, that it finally worked. We we had eight birds come in on the last night. We were leaving the next morning, and and um, you know, it's something I'll never forget. And mm-hmm. and I'm hoping, you know, this next year she'll she'll start. You know, she already wants to to hunt. I mean, to you know, shoot the crossbow or try to shoot a shotgun or something like that. So, man, probably within a year. You know, hopefully by next fall she'll be ready to go mm-hmm. try to do something. And uh, she went with me again. I guess it was in January this year, and uh, we were able to harvest a. I didn't think it was that big when I got it, but it would end up being two hundred pound boar. It was a monster pig mm-hmm. for our area, and uh, it was the same thing, man. And and she was so excited because I was like, "All right, now you gotta go. You got we gotta go find it, you know." And it was like instantaneous. She knew what to do. Mm-hmm. We walked up. We found where we shot the the pig, and found some blood. And she just off she goes. Mm-hmm. She just starts tracking it, and she ended up walking right to it. Yep. 
you know and i got it all on video it was pretty cool watching mm-hmm. her do that so and uh i'm sure my boy will be the same way i mean they're just like your kids so mm-hmm. um can't wait for that because she can have all my tags i don't care right i, I mean same that's the thing I, I, have, I get so much joy just watching other people catch fish yep and taking other people hunting, that's only my, probably my favorite thing to do is take people turkey hunting and never been turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And because um, I'm new to it, I mean, I've only been doing it for, I guess, about 10, 11 years in the turkey thing. But, um, man, I get more fun out of just taking somebody and just letting mm-hmm. them experience that up close and personal for the first time, even if we don't get one. But, but it's awesome. I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I'm so glad that we got to meet and connect down here likewise so um so you know we talked a little bit about um you know i guess you and your wife met how how many years ago Uh, let's see 19 19 years ago so yeah and then you ended up getting in the army right you enlisted in the army yep so you served in afghanistan is that right and you were stationed here in fort hood for a period of time right yep so, well, thank you for your service on that. So thank you. I know, I, I know, I know a lot of guys that have served, you know, in the last fifteen, twenty years, and it's mm-hmm. it's definitely tough on family. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I know it's you love your country and all that, and I mean, I mean, you had um, Tristan was was that before your first deployment or? Yep, Tristan was right before, and then Esther. Got surprised pregnant uh, shortly before I deployed. So Wow. Yeah. That's tough. Yep. And you were gone for what, 12 15. months? 15 months? Mm-hmm. Man. But, but I think that, that time, because we talked about it earlier today, I mean, that really put some perspective on you and, and wanting yep. to spend time with the kids and yep. involved, involved into what y'all are doing now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I definitely, I came home with a, well, like I said, I missed Mia. I remember probably the thing that hit me most is we got back. They do the big celebration formation dealio, and then they release you to your family. And uh, my wife handed me my daughter, and I she was over 10 months old, so I had missed almost a, a whole year Oof. of her life. And my daughter handed to me her to me, and it was like the worst gut punch I've ever had in my life. You know what I mean? She, she wasn't the little girl anymore. She was yeah. actually pretty big. And I realized I had missed all of that. And, like, I knew in an instant there was – I could never get it back, that there's no giving it, getting it back. And I remember praying about it because uh, it tore me up pretty bad. And, like, the Lord graciously but firmly was like, remember this, because there's only two things you don't get back this side, and that's time and people. Mm-hmm. The time that you have on this side is limited. It is the – the Lord once told me that it's the currency of love. It's the cur- currency of life uh, is time. And you couldn't spend anything. There's nothing of greater value you could ever give to anyone than your time. Because it's the only thing that there's that's li- so limited. And then people is the, o- the other thing you don't get back. Uh, Esther and I actually have five kids, but we lo- we one didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't say we lost her because I don't believe... Uh, she can be taken. I believe that she's with the Lord, so I'm not. She's not lost. She's uh, waiting for me at home, uh, and that's Soroya. But, uh, but you can't get them back this side. 
I'll have to wait. David even said that. He said, I can't, you know, my son can't come to me, but I'm going to go to him. And so in that same way, it really got ingrained in me that time and people are the only things that I can't get back. And so Esther and I have made it our life. We live really minimal, super minimal to do what we do. Uh, But it's what we love. And my kids get as much of my time as I possibly can because those are the two most valuable things. Those are the two things I can't get back is Mm -hmm. is them and the time that I spend with anybody. So my time's expensive is what I tell people. I remember uh, my previous employer once asked me, you know, uh, we we need you to work overtime. And we hadn't really uh, decided what that would look like. So they said, what would it cost? And I said, you can't afford me. (laughs) That's that's actually what I told them. And I I, I did do some overtime, but it was very uh, like this is, you know, end of the world type stuff. We definitely need you. But otherwise, I wouldn't just take it to take it because I meant it. I meant that my time, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to understand that, that my time with my family wasn't for sale. Yep. And I remember actually telling my boss, I pointed at my heart, and I said, this isn't for sale. And you can't pay me enough. Yeah, I got to pay my bills. But this right here, you get you get what I agreed to and no more. Yep. And the, the rest goes to my wife, and my, the wife, my wife and my kids. So that's why, like I said, that's why we as sportsmen especially have to be grabbing these people that we – and it doesn't have to just be our kids. It can be our friends. It can be whoever – and bring them into what we're passionate about and spend time there and what your heart's passionate about. Bring them into it, and that's the ultimate quality of time, period. It's not watching a movie. It's not, you know, I don't know. I can't think yeah. of anything that compares. <laughs> yeah. But getting them out there and spending time and letting them see what you're passionate about. And then, and then like, the way I see it with my kids, and I think they picked up on it, is it, like you said, you, you love fishing. But you would rather see someone else catch a fish, mm-hmm. and that's that's your gift. That's from your heart, you know. Sure, you love to be on the the on the rod cranking that thing in. Oh yeah. But you love them more. Yeah. So you are giving your passion and saying, "Hey, put this on. Try this. This is this is what I love more than anything. Reel this bad boy in. Feel what I feel. You know, know this. And in that way, my kids have come to know who I am and know my heart because I've handed over and said, "This is my heart. This is what I'm passionate about." feel it see you know experience it feel mm-hmm. it know it and in that they know me and so like when people are like man like i said at the beginning when people are like man your kids are so well behaved you know what's your disciplinary style i, I it's love yeah that's, I, that's powerful <laughs> yeah yeah and i can't wait to see him catch another fish tomorrow. right <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my goodness slade might not sleep tonight <laughs> yeah shoot well Man, I mean, there's so much truth to everything that you just said that, you know, I mean, I don't even know what what else to to put on that, but, but um, like your time, the time with your kids, I mean, just there's there's no more important thing in life, you know, and and I've really learned that the last couple of years as the kids have gotten older and and. Uh, you know, working a bunch. I mean, we're stretched thin. You know, we've got so much stuff going on, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, we've really talked about that a lot. And and um, how do we scale back? You know, some of what we're doing to to devote more, and not just time, but making it meaningful time. Mm-hmm. You know, not just sitting at home. You know, it's like we're always trying to do something with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I know, man, it was so fun to see Hadley on the boat with you. Uh, oh yeah. I was watching her. I can't help it. I love, I love kids. I do. 
And I was watching her while you were working, working on the poles, helping them crank stuff in, and you're doing it, man. I mean, <laughs> she watches you. She's proud of you. I mean, she's proud yeah. of watching her dad do his she thing. She likes and going, man. See you hauling those fish, and you're Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I've told her. I said, "You keep at it, and you're gonna be you're gonna be working with Daddy." Mm-hmm. Good first mate, <laughs> yeah. right there. Oh, absolutely. Who knows what she'll end up doing, man? She's definitely an outdoors person, so just like her mama. So, but uh, that's a cool thing, not knowing what these kids are gonna do when they right. get older, man. I mean, the sky's the limit, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> we had. S- well, we had seven of them because we had our pastor's daughter over today, mm-hmm. too. But, man, there's no telling what these kids will end up be doing in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So, crazy. But um, are y'all uh, are y'all planning any more trips, I mean, any big trips for this year that y'all have got planned out? Or um, Yeah, we're scratching one in uh, to definitely head out west. Uh, there's a company that we kind of touched base with who uh, wants to collaborate and work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in Idaho, and then uh, raise them outdoors, which is all about uh, kids. That's all it is. It's it's uh, they put on camps, and they teach kids how to shoot guns, how to shoot bows. They talk about it's basically hunter safety extreme. I right. mean, it's it's way that's more in cool. depth. Uh, they take the kids out fishing and everything, and it's basically just a a camp to get kids and families into the outdoors and just give them that experience. Uh, and they're I think they began in Oregon, um, but we really want to go touch base with them. Kind of, we met again through Instagram, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but meet up with them. And Esther and I are actually going to be taking over their uh, equip a kid program, which is where people send in donations of used hunting clothing or even new, newer right. used uh, hunting goods, uh, equipment, whatever, and then families who can't afford it. Uh, can basically they fill out an application and then we box it up and ship it out uh, Dude, for free. That's, that's so awesome. equipping uh, kids to get into the field huh. and like like we're saying, I mean one of those things where we can make it affordable to families so that they can get out yeah. there and whatever. So yeah, we just partnered with them uh, two months ago maybe yeah. something like that. So yeah, we definitely want to head out west. I haven't ever been out west. Esther has. Yeah. Uh, I hate the cold. I'd rather stay in the south. Esther <laughs> likes cold. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we end up. Maybe somewhere in the middle. I don't know. Yeah, maybe but. you'll be snowbirds down here before too long during right? the wintertime. Right. I keep, you go back north when I it keep looking out. at these for sale signs, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, that'd be cool. The west is a whole different deal. I guess the only – I mean, I've got an uh, aunt and uncle that live in Washington State, kind of in the center part of the state, and then uh, um, did some hunting up in Wyoming in nebraska but that's to my extent that's all i've gotten to do so far my, my next big thing will be going elk hunting somewhere yeah right um yeah. bucket list right there that that'll be fun one day it'll happen so um i know some of the guys from our group uh, our nwtf group here in houston they're going uh miriam hunting out in new mexico this spring i won't i'm gonna be busy when they're going but uh I'm hoping in the next couple of years I'll get to go out there and do that. I wouldn't mind getting a slam one year. Right. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Hadley. Maybe I'll be taking Hadley to get her a slam. There you go. Hey, that's <laughs> Which a, would be fine with me, but. My kids have caught more big fish and stuff than I ever have, and I don't, it, it doesn't bother me one bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already said, I've already told, told my wife, so, uh, 
if anything else goes on the wall, it's not going to be for me. It's right. going to be from the kids. So, mm-hmm. but and you know, only if they want it. So, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping she gets her first turkey. We're probably getting it mounted. Mm-hmm. That'll be a special, special day for sure. So, well, cool, man. Well, um, we'll make sure and uh, get all the links to all that stuff, and we'll put it in the show notes for this episode, so everybody can can have access to that and. One of the things I was thinking of when we were talking was, you know, there's all these there's all these conferences that go on across the country in the hunting and fishing industry and, and even outside of that, you know, where groups get together and they're all doing the same thing. They're all coming together for an event or something mm-hmm. like that, man. It's like, wouldn't it be cool to have one for all these family outdoor-oriented groups mm-hmm. it's like why hasn't somebody done something like that i mean yeah esther and i we're I saying mean, we've said the same thing yeah. we're like man yeah we actually took our kids to a sports show uh in minnesota and there was one booth in the whole thing that targeted kids in this massive thing and it honestly it wasn't that and my kids were like can we go now and i was like i was like i just wanted to shake my hands at the sky and be like industry you're missing it yeah you're missing it. You've got hundreds of future, you know, hunters and anglers walking around this place, and you've made this so, look so boring to them. I mean, you're competing with video games for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Come on, you gotta, yep. you gotta go for those kids. They're yep. they're your future. Do they have the um, up north the high school bass fishing stuff? Is that taking off that far north yet, or? Um, it's trying to. There's a city. Uh, somewhat close to us that has uh i know that they have a bass fishing uh gig it's kind of tough like you said in minnesota but we're not known for our bass fishing it's more the walleye and pike fishing mm-hmm. and we do have walleye uh stuff too because minnesota's pretty big on the walleye but uh it definitely hasn't caught on like it has like down in the south where you guys have the high school man it's leagues and all that. loaded yeah down here yeah i like following it on instagram I mean, it's fun i mean these kids are yeah, I mean, and all this course started after we were out of school, and I mean, right. <clears throat> I think my old high school, I don't know if it has one or not, but I know Oklahoma State does now for the collegiate level, but um, yeah, yeah, I would have been, I don't know if I would have got my homework done right. if I had something like that, so, but most of these kids now, man, they're all, I don't know how they're doing it, I mean, I know a lot of them that do it, and they're, you know, they're sponsored by other Mm-hmm. people who donate their time to guide them on the boats and mm-hmm. stuff and, and take them out and, and that kind of thing, which is awesome. And uh, a couple of them that we've had run through our program, the brigades program, are really good. I mean, they've really scored high. And a couple of them were in the top five in state last year, and, and uh, they can win some serious scholarship money mm-hmm. doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's good that that's going on now, and they're getting exposure to the sport early. Right. You know, and, and a lot of these brands are starting. I mean, they're, they're mm-hmm. paying attention to that, but there's a lot of other stuff, too, that they could get more heavily involved with, yep. you know. And and hopefully the times will change where that will happen soon, sooner than later. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's starting to. I mean, several bow brands have really started to put out uh, more youth bows. Like Bear Archery has really been swinging for the fences on their youth bows. Lots yeah. of options rather than just one. I mean, yeah. there's several options. I know Elite just put out uh, the Ember this year, which is a youth bow. I watch, I'm always watching the industry <laughs> saying, you know, what's going on out there. And they are starting to. I mean, they're starting to come out with uh, harnesses that fit kids better because, I mean, 
it's it's one thing to take your kid hunting and they're wearing all your old hunting clothes and the yeah. harnesses, you know, the straps are four feet long because they're wearing one of your and they just they don't feel cool doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the part of the sell is we have to the kids want to feel they want to kill something but or you know experience hunting. Feel like they're part of it. But they want to look cool. They they want to feel cool doing it, you know. <coughs> yeah. Yep, for sure. You know, have something that actually fits. Yep. You know, something not that they can take pr- onto. <laughs> right, they want to take pride in it. If they're if they're getting their uh, hunting picture taken or whatever, they want to look good doing it. Same same mm-hmm. way we do. I mean, yeah. come on, we we we're a little vain when we're getting our hunting clothes and stuff. So yep. they want to look cool too. They want cool bows. They want stuff that works, and they want to. I mean, they want to do. They want to look like we do. I mean, that's what they're really hoping. But they want mm-hmm. it to fit. So, <laughs> I think that's one of the the struggles where the industry has got to maybe pick up the ball a little bit but but i think it is i think it's swinging and i hope it i hope it continues uh and i hope we can be a part of it and just like i said i'm not i'm not mad at anybody in the industry at all i want to be a help like yeah. let me know how i can help cuz that them winning is all of us winning it's yeah. the culture it's the culture making a comeback and the culture making a comeback i truly mean and i i truly believe is a, is the country making a comeback it's it's things Turning back toward what's right mm-hmm. and healthy families and families per- first and healthy perspectives and and all that stuff. If we can get the culture to swing back, uh, so we're not so focused on us and we're aware of what's really happening around us. And that's what hunting and fishing. You have to be totally aware of yeah. of everything while you're doing it, and it's it's so healthy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think there's a lot of big things coming from you guys, and mm-hmm. um, I'm glad that. Um, like I said, that we got to get together, and, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Get round two in. So For sure. Weather's going to be good. Hopefully this fog will lift and get out of here because it has been super foggy, um, preventing us from going some places we want to go. So, um, but, um, but man, thanks for being on. You know, I think we can thanks probably wrap, wrap it up. But uh, I've been on here for almost an hour. So, um we got to get the kids back and get them some rest. Yep. So, like I said, hopefully Slade will sleep tonight. Yep. So, but, um, man, it's been a blessing. It's great meeting you guys. And um, we'll definitely keep in touch. And maybe For one sure. day I, we'll be able to get up there and see you guys up in Minnesota. Yep. Put so, you on some pike. Oh, dude, I'm there. That will be awesome. So, all right, Joel. We appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this episode this week. We really uh, appreciate all the support we've had from our listeners. And um, can't wait to bring you our our next episode next week and and, uh, keep on producing some good conversations with some amazing people from all across the United States in the hunting and fishing industry. And and I hope that you're able to share this with your friends and and help us spread the word about the podcast and you know we're really looking to get this out there and and, uh, if you're on itunes listen to this please leave us a five-star review and share it like it hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to it on and uh, hit us up on our facebook page our instagram page and especially if you have a guest that you'd like to see featured on the show you know we'll do our best to get a hold of them and and get them on and um, you know really the time right now we're, we're in this coronavirus pandemic and uh hope that everybody's enjoying their time that they get with their families and, and loved ones and 
I know we're going to get through this. And man, I can't wait to get back out on the water with everybody this summer and, and go catch some some big fish and, and uh, get back out in the woods and and um, really kind of get back to normal. So. Uh, praying for everybody and, and hope everybody's doing good out there and uh, look forward to to bringing you our next episode so thanks Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.